Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. App. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And, uh, it's, you know, it's a little, little damp, a little misty out and it's going to be some scattered showers today. It's not going to be a, a great August day, but man, it feels like a great fall day to me. Don't get me wrong. I like the sunny fall days, but I like, I like the, the cooler weather coming in, uh, going to Boston last night, taking the. The T from Quincy Adams into Fenway and then back again. I said to myself, do I want to wear shorts? What a great question to ask myself. And I did. And that was fine. It wasn't it wasn't cold, but it was nice, you know, riding home with the windows down and getting that little bit of that cool air blasting me in the face. Because I don't have air conditioning in my car. I swear by next summer, I'll get it fixed. I shouldn't swear. Maybe maybe I will. Uh, but also, we got an app chat message from Skeddy who says, Good morning, Tim. Not sure how to spell Lamone's name, but say thank you. That was last week. I'm healthy. So she is okay, Lamone. Everything's all good. See, that's that's one thing that um, you, the audience, will learn about Lamone is uh, even though he's way out there in Las Vegas, he's listening to the show and he feels connected to all of you. He He knows, he remembers things about all the callers. And there was, so I'll tell you a really quickly um how i met lamone uh we've never actually met in person but how we came to be you know regular conversationalists via the phone what happened was i got the offer a few years ago to be the fill-in host for a show called midnight in the desert and that was the last radio show that was hosted by the legendary art bell before he passed away he started that show himself. Uh, he started his own network, the Dark Matter Digital Network, when he had left Coast to Coast AM. He had been, you know, filling in and doing weekends and things like that. And he ended up getting a, a gig with Sirius XM. And that did not work out. Apparently, I guess Art Bell didn't understand how the satellite radio industry worked. Because he was upset that his listeners didn't have access to be able to hear those shows for free. It's a subscription service. So what he did is he went off and started his own thing, which was a subscription service. But whatever. 
He started the Midnight in the Desert program and the Dark Matter Digital Network. And we were one of the first shows that he and his producer Keith selected Spooky South Coast to be as part to be part of that Dark Matter Digital Network. So we were pretty honored to have that happen. And then later, Art retired from that show, handed it off to his producer Heather. When he passed away, she kind of went off the rails. And so she was removed from that program. And my friend Dave Schrader took over and became the host. And then I would be the fill-in host for Dave. And Lamone was a regular caller into that show. And we would, because that show actually aired in Las Vegas on KNYE, the station that Art Bell owned. So he became a regular caller onto that program. And then when I had my departure from from Dark Matter after it was sold, uh, and I started my own online radio network. Lamone followed us over there and would be a regular caller. And uh, then he became a regular caller into Spooky South Coast. So, and now here on the morning show as well. So you, you will hear a lot of Lamone. It's just what, what I say is when you hear him say, what's up, playboy, just buckle up and hang on and go for the ride. You don't know where it's going to go, but it, it always goes somewhere interesting. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello, Playboy. Give a second. <laughs> I said his name. I said he's like Beetlejuice. You say his name too many times, he he shows up. Uh, I, I, I I'll give you about I, a minute here, Lamone. Okay. Well, um, this weekend uh, there's so many things going on. I'm going to go see uh, LL Cool J. Nice. Uh, there, he, he's going to uh, have uh, Jazzy Jeff. He's got his buddy get got work now. Uh, he's going to be there. Um, Rakim and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ice Ice Tea and uh, Salt and Pepper are going to be there. And so, and but then yet there's other ones like you remember Jay and the Americans. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Come a little bit closer, a, and but I'm so you're so far away. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, so um, but uh, so they're going to be here too. But there's going to be like a few other groups that's going to be here this weekend. I but I'm I know I'm going to go through that, and they're going to have Danzig. He's going to be here again. So what's up with that? Remember how he was do, he was here uh, doing Danzig does Elvis Presley mm-hmm. album. I'm sure glad I didn't pay for those tickets. I would have been cutting people left and right. <laughs> That's like, a way, you know, like a, like like at, at Popeyes. Well, so like you know, getting you know, cutting line. Everybody, yeah, I'm tripping. So. Well, well, no, before so, I, before I let you go, I got a trivia question for you. Do you all right? Do you know what LL Cool J stands for? Ladies love Cool J. There you go. Yeah, and plus, uh, let me. I want to share something nice about my mother. Okay, my mother was 44 years old. When she when she got her ears pierced, and I remember going to Zodi's out here in Las Vegas, and I was eight, maybe from like eight years old. But yeah, that's about right. And I remember going, and the guy kept telling my mother, "Oh, it's gonna be blood squirting everywhere." So he got a bunch of those napkins, you know, like the the napkins you get in, in the bathrooms at school when you're in elementary school, those brown paper towels. Mm-hmm. So he got a bunch of those stuck up under her both of her ears, and she was. Edge. My mother was petrified, and I felt I was playing with some toys. I walked back over, and I felt bad. And I sat there and, and sat and sat in her lap. You know, I was I was I was chunky then too. So, but I was her leg. You know, she was more worried about her um, her ears than her the legs. And so, and I tell you right now, that was sweet. And she was like, it was it wasn't hurting or anything like that. And she was expecting blood to be everywhere. And I, it was funny because me and him were laughing. But I thought, you know, I didn't. 
I was thinking that, you know, maybe what happened? I don't want my mother to be bleeding. I love <laughs> right, my right. mama. Yeah. And, you know, like, you don't mess with a brother's mother, okay? You shouldn't mess with anybody's mother, okay? Keeping it 100. You know, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the first time I got into a fight with somebody saying something about my mama. And it wouldn't be the last time either. But like I said, just keep that one. Just, anyways, like I said, if you got people you love, your parents, stuff, let them know. Let them know. And how did I, you get on the subject of me, I didn't, I'm trying to listen to the show. I couldn't hear it unless I called. Can listen to it on my on my uh, you radio. Don't, we you don't. You, you, all you need is the WBSM app. Put that on your phone. No, but I've, I'm, I was trying to listen on my tablet, and my tablet, the battery is like trying to charge it. It's no charge. It's like whatever. And I'm. I need to get this ready for the you know for the for, uh, fantasy football season coming up. I'm doing it this week, tomorrow. As a matter yeah, of fact, yeah, signing up for that. And I've got like a, I've got a busy busy week ahead, and so I'm thinking like a. If I'm going to be, usually I'm the designated driver when I, when I go out and stuff like that. So I don't know, like what's going. If I'm going to be driving or whatever the case is, most likely I'd rather do that and then instead of seeing people I know, or whatever, getting tickets. You no, know, because like my my oldest daughter's mother was killed by a drunk driver, so that's why I'm always the designated driver. And I think that anybody else out there that's listening, if you have a problem with that, please. Don't put yourself out there in a position to hurt yourself or anyone else. Agreed. Take yeah. time and and find get an Uber or whatever. Or uh, you got buses that run twenty four hours, don't you? Got buses that still run twenty four hours out there? Nah, not so you much. But we we always have Uber available and Lyft. There's, there's tons of people out here doing that. So, and I'm glad that's good to hear that because it's like it's sad that people don't that don't take advantage of those things. And and I'm and it upsets me. No extent because I've seen too many people die or kill other people because of that. And those people that kill other people are the ones that were drunk and they survive it. Yeah. You notice that how the drunk ones always survive the real mad, massive uh, car accidents. Yeah, you may think that you're okay and you're not worried about yourself, but think about those other people. Lamone, I hate to, to cut you off there, but I gotta I gotta hold you there because otherwise everybody's gonna expect to be able to call back twice. So well, were you talking to Sister uh, Sketty when you said was talking to her about where I came from? Yep, I was giving her the lowdown. She said, "So you missed this part. I will just uh, I'll give you this part real quick." She sent in okay. an app chat message saying that uh, she said to say thank you and that that was last week and she's healthy now, so she's doing well. Tell her, oh, so, tell her I'm glad. Tell her I'm glad my prayers work. All right. Well, thank you, sir. And, and God bless everybody. You need to tell me more about your mom beside her her arm wrestling thing. I, did I, they, did I'm, planning, I'm planning on you meeting her when she when the next time my parents go to Vegas. You're going to get to meet them. I'll take care and make sure they get to have a good time. Would you just think, say, can you send us some, some bail money? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a good one, Lamone. All right. Uh, we, uh, I got to let him, I got to let him go. I gave him way too much time this morning. All right. Let's go back to the phones here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, hold on. There you are. Now you're next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning. I had a little trouble getting rid of Lamone there. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just very quickly to head back to the uh, college issue. Mm -hmm. um, I went to SMU 1966, which is now UMass Dartmouth, and we were the first students in the new one building that was in Dartmouth. This is sounding sort of like deja vu to me because we, uh, we were biology majors and had to attend several days a week in Fall River in an old factory building because there just weren't enough classrooms in Dartmouth for the uh, certain classes that um, had already been scheduled. 
so, uh, you know, where when you're young, everything is an adventure. But then again, it was also a pain in the neck. Yeah. To have to go from Fall, from uh, Dartmouth all the way to Fall River and park in the center of Fall River above Battleship Cove at meters. We all got massive amounts of parking tickets. And um, so this, this doesn't sound terribly unusual to me with the way this system and works. W- were you given the heads up before you started taking those classes that that's what they would be, or did they tell you that after you'd already signed up? You know, I'm trying. We're going back um, 57, 56 years, so I'm trying to remember. When when you're in the throes of, I'm going to college, you don't really pay a lot of attention True. to the mm-hmm. minutia of where am I going to park. You couldn't care less until you have to park somewhere and <laughs> drop a very large amount of money into meters. So uh, it just, uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's exactly the same thing, but, you know, pre-planning doesn't seem to be part of the um, ethic going on here. Yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure you'll agree that, like you said, it is an adventure, but also you want to be connected to the rest of the campus, even if it's not, you know, even if it's something at the Star Store, where at least they were connected to all the other art students. Right. Here, it's going to be just particular students taking particular courses. Right. So it's not like it's going to be, you're not even connected to the other CVPA students being at, inside of a Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes, that's that's true. It's just, it, it feels surreal almost when you have to leave. The, the, you, you're pretty excited when you walk into the building and you're young and it, it's, it's an adventure. But then again, you have to leave. You have to find a ride if you don't drive. A lot of kids that age way back when didn't even have cars. Mm-hmm. We, had to, uh, we had to carpool and pay a young man to take us to Fall River. And um, yeah, it, but... It was it was a pain in the neck. It was interesting, but I I was only there one year, and that was enough for me. Um, but um, yeah, so I just thought I'd throw that out there that this is this is not terribly new to some of us old folks. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing with us. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. And five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in, if you missed uh, you know, what we were discussing there. Arthur Hirsch at NewBedfordLight.org has a report this morning that some of the art students who are being moved out of the Star Store building are being placed in the former Bed Bath & Beyond in the Dartmouth Town Center. So they're, they're going from leaving that downtown New Bedford campus, and instead of returning to the Dartmouth campus, they are going to a, a strip mall. I mean... Granted, Dartmouth Town Center is, you know, a nice strip mall, but it's still a strip mall. And that, to me, is just a head-scratcher. That they thought this was a better idea than staying in that Star Store building for another semester. Now, the way that this happened was because they were moving people out. They were packing up and moving them out of the Star Store building and bringing some stuff back to the UMass Dartmouth campus... But they also were told by the school that they were being sent somewhere else in Dartmouth. But they didn't say exactly where. So they were moving it to, I'm just trying to see here. 
a large empty storefront space in the Dartmouth Town Center to be occupied under a short-term lease. That's what they were told. So some of the students, including one who uh, Jack Spillane had previously written about, studying ceramics, they decided on Saturday to follow two of the moving vans that were moving the things from the Star Store to their new locations. And they followed them, and that led them to Bed Bath & Beyond. That's where students will be studying things like, I guess, does it say exactly what's going in there? Ceramics going in there? So we're talking about retail space, not educational space. And I get it. Some classes you can have in a strip mall. Uh, BCC has had campuses in strip malls. Fisher College has done that. You quite often see the EMT schools pop up in places like that. But I don't think it's built for a fine arts studio and learning space. And I don't think that the students who are paying whatever they're paying for tuition were thinking they would end up at a Bed Bath & Beyond. And I'm not trying to sound elitist here because we're talking about a state school. But there's a difference between signing up for what you think is attending UMass Dartmouth, whether that be the main campus or the Star Store campus, and attending a school that's in a strip mall. And I don't feel like if you're if if they're dividing up the CVPA and putting them in different places, as Arthur explains in the article, then what sense of community do you have taking courses at Bed Bath and Beyond? And keep in mind, it's not like these students just stay there all day long and do everything they need to do in that one location. Those students now have to go back and forth to the main campus for other courses. Just as they had to in New Bedford, too, I'm sure. But I don't know. There's a difference between going from Dartmouth Town Center to the campus. I used to go there every day when I was a freshman at UMass. I would go to Dartmouth Town Center because my friend who I rode rode to school with, we would go and get lunch, and every day... He wanted to go to Old Country Buffet. His rationale was he could budget his lunch. He knew it was going to cost whatever it cost, nine bucks, I think, back in those days. He could budget his lunch. He could have something different every day. He knew he didn't have to wait. He could just eat. And I went along for the ride. I was like, sure, that sounds fine to me. But they don't really change the menu that much from day to day. But, uh, you know, having made that trek back and forth, can't imagine I'd want to do that if I was a student. Let me go take a class over there, go back over there, take a class over there, go back over there. Because, again, it's Bed Bath & Beyond. They're not, it's not like they're putting all the courses that you need to take into one building. Uh, caller, hang on. I just got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And we got about two minutes before we go to the news. Let's take a quick call. Good morning. You're on WBSM. I'll be fast about it. Why don't we... Um somehow sell the state house and then 
Maura Healy and everyone else can have their offices in the strip mall. Yeah, we, we could probably move them into, I don't know, I bet you there's some empty space maybe in the uh, the um, South Shore Plaza in Braintree. Yeah, it's too bad they uh, knocked down the Taunton Mall. Yep, yep, but I'm, yep. Sure, I'm sure there are plenty I mean, of other dying malls around the area that we could find some room for them. Right, I, I know I'm being um, facetious, but I just feel like um, it's just not right. It's not right that people in power can be so callous. You know, they've got theirs, and to heck with everyone else. They're, you know, they're also bringing in modular classrooms for some of these courses to the Dartmouth campus, but those aren't going to be ready until sometime in October. So what are you going to do with those kids until that point? Well, but I don't know. The, the late, you know, Charles, who used to call Chuck, mm-hmm. used to call your radio station, he used to talk about how um, all you needed for, like, a classroom. You didn't need, like, fancy um, whatever, whatever. But I think in the case of an art, um, classroom you need those specialized things yeah yeah and not only that not only that but you need that sense of community not not isolating them away from you know the rest because you you want them creating things that benefit the rest of the students to see as well you know and what better way they had beautiful light in those windows and what better way to um showcase the downtown area i know that people complain about downtown but there are such um that you know such uh architectural wonders down there that I think they should be celebrated. So, Absolutely. Right, that's my two cents worth. Well, thank you so much. Okay, and uh, you have a good day. I don't I don't know if, sorry, I don't know if uh, you get as inspired either as an artist being in a strip mall as opposed to how you might be inspired being in downtown New Bedford where you're seeing all the different aspects of the, of the city, seeing everything come together and saying, oh, I can translate that into, into my work. Uh, what are you going to make over at Bed Bath & Beyond? Uh, granted, they're still creative people and they'll find a way, but 508-996-0500. We'll take more of your calls coming up. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. The White House says President Biden is focused on issues impacting Americans, even as House Republicans plot an impeachment inquiry into him. Speaking at a White House briefing, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Biden is working on addressing the Jacksonville shooting over the weekend. A white gunman went on a shooting rampage at a store near historically black university and killed three black individuals. uh, Jean-Pierre said the president is also working on the hurricane potentially about to hit Florida, as well as the Maui wildfires and education post-COVID. She said Biden is interested in working in a bipartisan way, even as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says an impeachment inquiry is a natural step forward. Jean-Pierre called McCarthy's moves baseless political stunts. The U.S. military is now confirming where those 23 Marines, including three who died in a Knott's Creek crash in Australia, were based. In a follow-up statement from Marine Rotational Force Darwin, U.S. Marine officials indicated all the troops involved in the crash were from squadrons based out of Camp Pendleton, just north of San Diego, Kanohe Bay, Hawaii. Defense Department officials say Sunday's crash occurred during a routine training exercise on Melville Island in the Northern Territory of Australia. Protests continue over the placement of asylum seekers in different locations throughout New York City. Last night, a few hundred people gathered again outside of the shuttered St. John's Villa Academy on Staten Island to call on the city to move migrants out of their neighborhood. Migrants started being placed there last week, but no more are allowed to come until a lawsuit seeking to stop the migrants is heard next week. Governor 
Kathy Hochul has called on the president to begin allowing work work permits to take effect. A new study says most cancer screenings don't actually end up extending life. Brian Shook reports. But experts say you should still have them. The reason for the recommendation to have regular screenings is to catch cancer early so doctors can take action as soon as possible and improve a patient's chance of surviving the disease. The latest review of clinical trials published in the journal JAMA Internal Medicine finds that of the six most common screenings for cancer, only colorectal cancer screening with sigmoidoscopy made a difference in extending a patient's life. I'm Brian Shook. And a South Carolina minister says he thought an invitation to preach for King Charles III was a mistake. Tyrick Wynn reports. Reverend Dr. Richard Gibbons told the state newspaper he received the email invitation in July from someone he went to school with in Scotland. Gibbons told the newspaper he and his wife couldn't tell anyone where they were going or the reason for their trip until after the service on August 20th. He was able to meet with King Charles after the service and said he was surprised at how much the royal knew about Greenville and South Carolina. I'm Tyreek Wynn. In sports, the Boston Red Sox lost to the Houston Astros last night, 13-5. Their next game is today at Fenway Park. First pitch is at 7-10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We're going to be mostly cloudy for the day with a few showers popping up into the area later on this afternoon. We'll be reaching a high of 74 degrees overnight tonight, overcast with periods of rain, low of 69. And for Wednesday, we do have a front that will make it into the area. That's going to bring some rain for us. We're going to be reaching a high of 77. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. It is currently 65 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. He'll wake you up better than that extra large cup of coffee. No, more Tim Weisberg on WBSM. definitive version of it in my mind i know the original version which is you know more acapella than that but i i need i need the dna in my suzanne vega i need i definitely need to have that thumping bass line and the little keyboard hit little sting i need that in the song uh, anyway, again, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in 
And if you are looking out the window today and thinking to yourself, man, this is the kind of day that I dread. This is the kind of day that I worry about because I don't know. Am I going to come home to another puddle of water on my floor? Am I going to come home to more water running down the side of my attic? Are you going to, is this the day that your roof is finally going to give way and no longer protect you or your family? Well, call Precision Window and Kitchen because even though their name is Precision Window and Kitchen, they also handle roofs. And they can come out and they can take a look at your roof and they can tell you if it needs to be replaced. They can tell you how much it will cost. They can tell you when you can expect it to be done and they will stick to all of that. They don't have to worry about calling other people and getting other materials and getting supplies and doing that. They are the people that all the other guys call. So they can get the job done faster, better, and they can get it done right. They can also replace your windows if you want to have all of your windows replaced to make it keep all the, the cool air in if you're still running your air conditioner or keep the warm air in when the winter time comes, or they can replace one window. They can replace one pane of glass if that's all that you need. They can fix a broken screen, all of that. And they will come and they will take the part that needs to be repaired out, bring it to their shop, fix it, bring it back, reinstall it so you don't even have to worry about it. They can also replace your entryway doors. They can also do full kitchen and bath remodels. They can do vinyl siding on your entire home's exterior. Those are just some of the great services that they offer over Precision Window and Kitchen, but they have so many more that will help you turn your home into the vision for it that you have in your mind. Stop by and talk to them at their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue. You can see some of the materials they work with. You can see exactly what types of qual- what quality works workmanship they put into those products, projects. And you can also talk with them about what you can expect with your project. Or if you want them to come on right out to your home and check it out and give you that free estimate, all you have to do is go to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can sign up there. They will come out to your house and they will have that conversation with you. And you will at least feel better knowing that you are taking the right step there in protecting your family and your investment, right? Look at how much a home costs these days. Do you want to have to go out and buy another one because you didn't take care of the one that you have? No. Call Precision Window and Kitchen. Visit them online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, I'm going to take a break now. When we come back, more of your phone calls, 508-996-0500. Or you can send us app chat messages or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. We'll be right back.
in. 508-996-0500. A little Cheryl Crow for you there. Uh, and that that's that's a great album. I mean, her first three or four albums, I think, stack up with the first four albums of any artist. Uh, but just great stuff. And that was at a time when women were dominating the music charts. And I play a lot of that because, you know, I, I was listening to a lot of that. I'm, I, as I've said before, when I was younger, you know, I had in my head, wow, boys don't listen to girl singers. But, man, we had some really great female artists in the 90s. And so many of them are still around today. You know, Natalie Merchant just put out a new album. Tori Amos just put out, I think she put out a re- issued album but she keeps making new music um a lot of her stuff the stuff that i really like from her i can't play on the air <laughs> but the um certainly the, the cheryl crow first couple of albums are you hand that to somebody and say and this is a person that struggled in the music industry before they got to this point if you can believe that this is a person who is singing backup for michael jackson when she was clearly a star on her own. Anyway, 508-996-0500. I want to direct your attention to an article at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app that uh, Barry has today. And I'm sure he'll talk more about this. But in this story, Somerset Elementary School students could be in trouble this coming school year if they you know, do the, the old finger gun symbol, the old finger gun sign. They, you know, you put your thumb up and you put your index finger out. According to Barry's article here, the hand sign is considered a gun gesture by the town school committee and students caught doing it could face disciplinary action. Multiple media reports, quote, Chase Street Elementary School principal Timothy Plant complaining at a recent meeting of the school board that there have been several cases where kids on the bus are making gestures and we didn't have anything in there to discipline them. So anybody who makes a, a shooting motion or a stabbing motion or anything like that will not be tolerated. Those things will not be tolerated on school property or on the buses. But they, some parents are pushing back and saying that this is, this is ridiculous. Well, I ask you this. For what purpose do kids need to be making those symbols, to be making those signs? Why, why do they need to do that? Why do they need to make those gestures? I mean, the finger guns, quote unquote, are also a way of acknowledgement. You know, when, when people make that gesture, it can sometimes be a point. It's not necessarily a gun gesture, although we call them finger guns. It's not a gun gesture. It's more of a point like, hey, it's that guy. You know, or, hey, over there. Somebody says hi to you. You just kind of give them that point like, do, you know, like. And then you also have the people who do the, the shooter McGavin. If you're familiar with Happy Gilmore, you know what I'm talking about where, you know, job well done. You pull out the finger guns, blow them off, put them back in your holster, you know? The shooter McGavin. People do that too. And I would think that if those gestures were made, 
that the school would have enough wherewithal to not be disciplining disciplining kids for that. Not to say, well, you you were I know you were just pointing, but we don't make that gesture. So you're suspended. I think what they'll say is, I know you were just pointing, but maybe you could just point with your thumb down so it doesn't look like a gun. I don't see the, the, the harm in that. I don't think they're looking to, to get kids in trouble. I think they're just trying to break a cultural thing that might make some people feel uncomfortable. And I don't think, and, and again, I'm not saying that people feel uncomfortable by somebody just walking by with finger guns being like, hey, that guy. You know, I don't think that makes anybody feel uncomfortable. But I think if a kid is on the bus and he pops up and turns around and looks at the kid a couple seats back behind him and points his finger at it and closes his eye and pretends to shoot the kid, that might make the other kid feel uncomfortable. Now, if two kids are running around out at recess and they're engaged in a fake shootout where they're pointing the guns at each other, well, I'm sure sure nobody's harmed by that. And the teacher who sees it might say, hey, guys, let's, let's maybe not play guns. There's a difference, I think, between what is an intimidating gun gesture and what isn't. And I think that there would be some discernment there involved. And I can't imagine any time that a, a stabbing gesture would be appropriate. So what's wrong with saying, hey, these don't need to happen. You don't need to do those things. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How's it going? This, this, this is uh, absolutely absurd. I think this is... I, I, I look at the, the school board there, I'm like, did they grow up in the same generation as me? Because growing up in the 80s and the 90s, we didn't care. And if you actually think a mentally ill school shooter is going to go around with finger guns, and that's the indicator, you don't actually pay attention to the issues that are driving school shootings. Because those kids are not going around and just messing around with, you know, the pew-pew sound. You know, so I don't, I don't... quiet kids, and, and those are the kids that are, are, are more likely to not do that and bring attention. They just show up. I don't think that it's, that it's uh, you know, you're concerned that the kids that are doing it are going to grow up to be school shooters. I think it's more of a matter of that gesture might make some kids feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And then, you know what? And, and by the way, by the way, oh, we did it when we were kids doesn't mean that it was okay. You also rode around with a, on a bicycle without a helmet on. Yeah, I also don't have a problem with that either. But anyway, um, I, you know, showing a fist, that could be being uh, violent. You know, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, give me yes. a knuckle sandwich. That's a now, threat. Oh, you're, we're going to suspend you for, for, you know, just messing around and just on a playful, like, jab. In, in, the, in the shoulder. Oh, we don't touch, you know. Well, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to physically touch another kid? Another kid, you're like, you're messing around. Your boys will, you know, that whole thing, boys will be boys just like messing around and like you punch each other in the shoulder just as a as a game. Not even hurt. It's not even a, a threat or, a, you know, doing it to hurt them. Just a, like a fun jab. 
a Punjab. Don't now touch me. We're gonna... Don't touch me. Stay in your own personal space. You don't need to touch me. You don't need to punch me in the shoulder. Well, usually, usually when, when the kid that says don't touch me, those aren't the ones that are that are going to get suspended or, or the... That's usually the bully that, that is actually punching that, that kid. But usually when it's like two Or friends, the kid that just touches around, you when you don't want him to touch you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I really don't have a problem with this. Like, the, the whole, you know, if I just go around and go, pew, pew, I'm going to get suspended. That sounds, that sounds really ridiculous. And I, Again, I don't think it's going to be that, that black and white. I think there's going to be some discernment. And they're going to say, you know, in this situation, these kids are just goofing around. Hey, maybe don't do that. I don't think that they're right. going to suspend every kid that does it. But I do think that they've got to look at situations where if somebody feels uncomfortable by it, they have to have some sort of disciplinary action for it. I think we need to start talking to the kid who, who feels threatened by it. Like, hey, listen, Johnny, you know, he was obviously only killing, you know, fooling around. He's not actually going to shoot you. You know, grow, you know, grow a spine and, and deal with it. I, we're, we're really starting to really get tough. There, there is a point. I think as a society where we need to toughen up and not coddle as much. And you, you know who turns into school shooters? You know who turns into school shooters? Not the kids who yeah. are coddled because they're not tough enough. The kids whose parents tell them you need to toughen up and stop being such a wuss. Those no, are the I, ones I that turn around and turn I into think, school shooters. I think, the, I think the kid who turns into a school shooter is the one that was neglected by society. Well, and you don't think that forcing a kid to toughen up when he doesn't feel that he can is a, is a form of neglect or abuse? No, no, absolutely. But that, that's, that's very, I don't think that's going to be an issue overall in, in, this, in this scenario. I think you're just looking for something to, to coddle more. Well, it's, it, it sounds like they, they've had incidents, and that's what led to this. Uh, I have to... Adam really disagree on that one. All right. Well, I got to hold you there anyway because I got to take a break, but okay. thank you for the call. And callers, I see you over there. Hang on. If we don't get to you within the hour, we will certainly start the next hour with your phone calls. I'll jump right back into them. But right now, I've got to take my final break of this hour. All right. We are out of time for this hour. It is just about our time to go into the newsroom. When we come back on the other side, callers, we will get to you right away. So if you want to hang on, we will take you as soon as we come back from the news. We also have room to take a few more callers on hold at 508-996-0500. If you want to send in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.